Welcome to another episode of The Flank. I'm joined by the executive producer, Mr. Benjamin Nassim. We got Christopher Duarte, a.k.a. Parasite. We got the one and only Slayer, Patrick Price, Aix. And then we got a special, special guest in the building for you guys. Left fielder for the New York Yankees. Give it up for Willie Calhoun. What's going on, Willie? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, bro. How are y'all doing? Good, brother. Good, man. It's awesome to have you on, man. I'm a big New York Yankee fan. My brother's freaking out right now. He's already sending me text messages and stuff. Um, born and raised from from the East Coast, man, from Jersey. So, you know, we, we watched the Yankees a lot growing up, you know? So, big fan, man. Big fan. It's awesome to have you on. I love that, bro. Yeah, for sure. I'm, um, obviously, I've been a part of the community for a minute, bro. So, I love doing this type of stuff. Yeah, talk talk to me about it. Um, oh, sorry to cut you off there, Ben. Um, talk to me about it, Willie. I know I know that you're really into COD and really into the CDL. Have you been watching it for a long time? Do you play yourself, bro? Honestly, like I've been playing COD ever since, uh, dude. I was like young, bro. Like I was probably like thirteen years old, twelve, thirteen, and then it started off with S and D, and then. It gradually got into like the GBs, like the game battle XP matches. Yeah. And then it got into like the tournaments, and then it got into like the wagers. And but yeah, ever since ever since I was younger, bro, even like I was I was following it for a while though. I've been following it for a really long time. I love COD. That's crazy. So you were playing GBs and stuff. So you're an OG, man. You've been doing this, huh? <laughs> Willie, Willie literally plays Chows. Like, he's basically an S&D kid that's a professional baseball player. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. Go ahead, yeah, Ben, that's, that's if you had I, a question uh, for that's Willie. What said. That's, that's why I wanted to get you on, Willie, because I think a lot of people, obviously, you know, have seen some of your baseball exploits, obviously, you know, starting off with the Yankees uh, this year. But, like, a lot of people don't know about your – Cod background, so like you played a lot of those S and D chows, but I know you like went to a couple of tournaments or like following competitive cod. Like when did that start? Sort of the S and D chow process. Bro, honestly, like I didn't really like. Like I said, I got really into like game battles, like XP matches. Like I, I like honestly, I always used like um like when I was growing up, like video games was like an outlet, like outside of sports. Like I grew up, obviously, sports was my passion. Um, like, I, like, as soon as I got home from school and, like, got done with doing workouts, I would want to hop on and play game battle matches with, uh, with my friends. And then, like, I started following closely, and then that's when I started following, like, the, that's when I found out, like, there's actually, like, professional, like, video game teams. And even, like, to this day, like, I would tell, like, my fiance, I was like, hey, yo, like, people make a lot of money playing video games and stuff like that so and then uh and then and then i was like i was like that's just like a passion of mine that i've always had you know like i've always had that passion for video games and you know later on the road when i'm done with baseball when i'm all decided done with baseball i think i want to get into like investments like making like a professional team i'm really like i'm really passionate about that that's sick, man. It's it's cool to hear how how much you love video games and and play it all the time. I mean, is it hard balancing it? Like, I know you probably like to play it on your free time. Today you have an off day, so were you able to get some games in today, or what? What's an off day looking like for you? Because I'm sure your schedule is pretty brutal. Oh, bro, my schedule during the season, I have absolutely no time to play. Like, I I yeah. never play during the season. It's just too hard, bro. Like. I mean, bro, don't get, like, a lot of players, like, low-key play video games, like, in the league, too. Like, a lot of play not, like, competitively, but, like, you know, like, when guys don't want to, you know, like, 
go outside and like they just want to chill like in the hotel and just relax for the day. A lot of guys bring their system, um, That's sick. get some games in. They they play a lot of guys play Warzone. Um, obviously you got a lot of guys that play like uh like the public matches and stuff like that. But yeah. um, for me there was always like I'm super competitive. For me like it was always something like I wanted to play something that like meant something, which was at the back then, which was GVs, but now it's like people playing for hundreds of dollars and stuff like that so um it's honestly just it's i just love it bro i'm really passionate about video games do uh, do do any of your uh baseball teammates like know about your history and like esports or do any of any of them also like follow cod competitively at all um i know some some guys like on my team right now um they know that like i'm pretty good like I'm not good. Like I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm a beast. Like, <laughs> like when I get, <laughs> when I get, when I play pod, like, uh, I'm good for like a for being like an athlete. Like I'm good. Like when it comes to that, but I'm not good when it comes to like, you know, playing against other kids that like play it like for their jobs. You know what I mean? So, um, but they do know that like I'm pretty good. Like if I were to play against them, like I would be pretty confident. Yeah, you're the best in the I locker room. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, if, if you were to put me up in a in a in a free for all with anyone else, like in the league, I'm pretty confident I can take what, anyone else down. Like, athlete-wise. What other three guys on your baseball team would you bring on if you were a four v four team to play Call of Duty with you? Good question. Damn, that is a good question, bro. Like, it just I'm just going like off of guys that are competitive. Like, I mean, obviously everyone's competitive, but like guys that like. Like love video games like that. I would definitely bring. Uh, I would want Tommy Canely on my team. Oh, yeah. Um, Tommy Canely. I know he plays a little bit. Uh, I would want Glaber on my team. So it's just me and three other players, right? Yeah, you need one more. Yeah, you need one more. You need one more. Okay. Okay. So Tommy Glaber uh-huh. and I would probably do like maybe Volpe, Anthony Volpe. Uh, He's a, he's a he's a he's a young kid, man. He'll have those cat like reflexes <laughs> uh, when it comes to that type of stuff. I'd say yeah, those three. But I know GT. I know Glaber plays Warzone. Um, where he used to at least, so I know that he would know the fundamentals of it. Uh, I know Tommy plays, and then I would bring probably Volpe. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the young guns are crazy, Will. Even in the pro league, bro. There's a lot of just young, talented players coming up now. Even even people who are like 16, 17 years old, because you can't play till you're 18. But yeah, bro, it's crazy, bro. Like honestly, like I grew up like I've seen kids that like are like Scrappy, for example. Yeah, I li- he I literally left him tickets to my game when we played in Toronto uh, last awesome. week or two weeks ago. I left Scrappy some tickets and he came out to the game, but it's like kids like that, bro. Like I grew, like I grew up, like when that kid was a little kid playing. Yeah, it's crazy. SMD. Oh, is that too crazy? I was literally playing. I was playing SMD with Scrappy. Uh, another guy is Prolute, <laughs> Mohawk. Okay. Yeah, like, all those kids. Like, I, yeah, like I, I played with those kids. Like so, uh, it's cra- it's honestly it's honestly mind blowing that Mohawk's not a pro yet either. I mean that whole that whole thing is. A good shout hey, from if Willie. I were to make a team, if I if I was if I were making a team right now, I would invest in Money Mo, man. That kid, that kid's been a grinder. I mean, I would give him a. I think I would give him an opportunity because I've seen that dude. Like, I saw something like like I said, I don't follow the league like that, like religiously. Like, uh-huh. I like peep here and there. Obviously, I keep in touch, uh, keep in touch with like the guys that you know I played S and D and stuff with um, here and there, but. 
from what I saw, I saw that Mohawk won, like, didn't he win, like, two amateurs or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I saw... He won two amateur, like, COD champs, basically. Yeah, see, like, I saw that, and I was like, dang, how is he not, like, a pro yet? Like, I didn't really, like, know. I, like I said, I don't know the logistics of the COD and, like, how it works and yeah. stuff like that. So. His uh, his Chandra's team M is really good. I mean, Chris, you're probably, really good you're probably one of the favorites for champs. They've been, uh, they've been uh, they they are good. Uh, Pro Loot won three elite tournaments, like the online elites, um, in a row when he got dropped from Vegas, and then uh, Mohawk was on the team for two of those. But they had a pretty poor showing at uh, I think the last the last land. So they're yeah. obviously looking to to bounce back because I think they're auto qualified for the actual champs. So yeah, they're auto qualified. They got they got they got another opportunity to show out there. Yeah, I mean, you, you, okay. there's there's a lot of talent down there for sure too. Will you know that they, they're not playing like easy players and challengers. Like there's a lot of people in there. Um, and and Mohawk especially. He he, you're right. He has found a lot of success in challengers. I think a lot of people, you're not the only one who's been calling for Mohawk to, to come up and come into the scene. A lot of people think he's a really good player. People used to call him a mini yeah, Illy. Sure. They called him a mini Illy. Um, yeah, that, that, that one's crazy. I mean, Illy, that dude was unbelievable at search, bro. Every single time, like, and like I said, like, I'm not, I'm I'm horrible compared to these dudes. Like, I'm like, I'm not <laughs> nothing. I'm not oh, saying yeah. anything. Like, those dudes are unbelievable, bro, but like. I would just be like, every time I would play him, I'd be like, bro, do I even want to play? Like, should I just give him the money now? Like, he's literally, he's literally just robbing me. I want to play the guy. Yeah, that's not right, bro. He's um, robbing you clean. I got a question. So you, you obviously played game medals, wagers, all that stuff. Um, you know, when you were a lot, when you were a little bit younger, what was the first Call of Duty title you ever played? And then, what's the uh, first Call of Duty title that you really started like, like watching competitive COD like at all? That's a good question. So, like, okay, so the first COD title I actually played, this is how you know I'm OG, man, is COD, the original COD 4. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good one. That's my first one, too. Yeah, yep. That's where yeah. I started as well. Yep. Yeah. That one was that godlike. Was, um, the COD 4, bro, when shipment, like, when I would just play pubs and try to get 100 kills in a sub match, that's when it first started. Um, and then I would say, like, when I started following professionally, um, I would say, like, y'all were in the league when I would follow professionally. Like, I, I would say probably, like, Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare Wait. 2 is when I was started following, um like, professional, like, teams. Like, that's when I started, like, figuring out about, like... like the original Modern Warfare 2? Like, you like the OG? And... That's, like, the PC yeah. two days? I'm, I'm talking about with, like, Fear Moho and... Damn. Oh. Hey, he's going way back. My man's an OG. <laughs> That's yeah, typical. That's about, respectable. <laughs> That's sick. That is so sick. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know you were tuning in since then, bro. I had no idea. That's crazy. Bro, like I, exactly, bro. Like I said, bro. It's been. I've been following COD for a long time, bro. Like a very long time, and uh, like I said, it's just the. It's just a passion. Passion that I have, and you know, like I said, when I'm done with baseball, man, like, and I want to start up the esports team, like. I, that's definitely something I would be like interested in for sure. That'd be sick. That'd be super dope. Probably, like if you're gonna start a team, like would you ever sign up? You know, Pat is on the show here, and Pat's got a famous, you know, three million over three years offer. You're starting a team. <laughs> yeah. Are you bringing Pat up as his offer price, or were you? Gonna like, he might maybe Pat might might change his offer since it's Will. You gonna change your offer, Pat, or no? Wait. 
that's a discount. That's still a discount. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I'll be all in, bro. I trust you guys running my team, man. Any thoughts? Wait, of, uh, wait, wait, possibly? real quick. Now that I think about it, you're talking about bringing on Pat. If you were had access to every single player in the league right now, and you can't put together an identical team, so no teams that are currently formed, okay. who are you picking up? You need two assault rifle players and two sub players. Oof. Okay, here we go. This is um. So this is. So am I on the roster? I'm off the roster, right? No, it's no, just, you are. You're GM. You are GM. Okay, right you're okay. building the roster. Yeah. And I'm talking about. I'm talking about everybody in their prime, and, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Let's go back prime, in their prime. Yeah. yeah. You. You need you need a okay, okay so, so hold on. We're, we can do let's do two this is gonna be great where we can do prime so we can do all players ever you're like like because yeah I'll do all here. players ever oh, for yeah. sure and then you can do now like that's gonna be a roster that is gonna like succeed for future cods okay so I'm a GM right so yes. I, I love this okay. okay so we're going so, so I'm gonna start off with the all times all right we'll go Ah, oh, man, it depends. Is this a jetpack card or is this like no, a, a boot? No, let's, let's just assume it's a normal card and it's the OG. It's the OG. Good OG. question. Okay. All right. So, obviously, for marketing reasons, I'm looking at it as a businessman, and I'm and I'm trying to put the best the best people on the um, on the map. Okay. So, mm -hmm. give me Scumpy. Hundred yeah. percent. That's starting off hot. Gotta give me Scumpy for a sub. Um, AR. I'm talking about like prime AR. Yeah, uh, you can go with the OGs. I'll fill people in if they're not like. He's gonna say Clayster Skunk, or he's gonna say Clayster Chat. AR. I mean, you might dude, say Clay or Formal. Fucking. And this is my dog, bro. I love Brandon uh, Dashi. Oh, okay, no, okay. Going with some one of the newer gens. This is like a yeah. newer gen. Yeah, big boost. He don't then, miss. Um, Bruce, Bruce, in reality, if he played older cods with like the way he is now, he would actually be. Oh, really he would slam. Like, he would slam for he sure. He would slam. Yeah. He would slam. That's a good pick. Yeah, That's a really good pick. Stuff. So we have those two, right? I'm trying to. Get, I'm. I'm gonna throw some OGs in there though. Um, That's fine. Man. It's hard, I bro. Boy, Tom, I, might, I might gotta throw my boy Tommy in there, man. Yo, hey, hey, oh, hey, don't, 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 hey, hey, you wanna throw me in there, Will? You throw me in there. You know, I mean, a lot of people want to see me and Scum play. You know, they want to see it. Unironically, that was almost a team, at least with Tommy and Seth. Really? Almost. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure, right? Okay. Almost. World War Two. World War Two. Yeah, I was. It was yeah, close. I threw my boy Tom in there. I threw my boy. Go, Willie. Let's go, dude. I like that. Okay, so I need one more, right? We, you um, need like yeah, a need like a flex. Get get like an AR, like a Wait, flex need, player, somebody who could do it all. You need an AR IGL because you need like the young guns on your team. Like in, in their okay. primes, in in their primes, these guys are all like the young guns. You know what I mean? You need a you need a okay. IGL. I need, I need a I need a presence on the map. Yeah, you need I'm, a leadership. Dude, honestly, this might sound crazy. Nah, dude, give me give me karma. Nah, that's I not mean, crazy at all. That is a fantastic yeah, pick. I was, it's honestly between Damon and um, Crimstix. That's I was gonna go between those two. That's like, far. Yeah. That's and it. Then, that's I, need, I, need, I need a, I need a leader in on that team, man. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would go with. All right, like that's your all OG squad all time. Now you need a current CDL roster that's prepared for the future. No current teams. Mm, okay. The, yeah, the, so, new, the new gens. You got access to everyone. You got your simps, okay. the BZs, you got your shots. Yeah. You got it all. Okay. Oh, okay. I like this. 
So if I'm making a team right now and I'm an owner and GM of a team right now, give me, I'm going, give me Scrap for the AR. I want okay. my boy Scrap. That's a good pick. Like, I, I've, I've seen Scrap from the from the bottom. He that kid has came from the bottom with me. I would bring him out. I mean, he's 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 already there now, but I would bring Scrap with me. Give me him for oh, yeah. AR. Give me um, give me a BZ. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I played, I, played, I played MWR with him and Tupac a lot, so I, I know what BZ brings, and he's obviously a beast. Um, let me see. It's a really so, good team so, so far. It's a really good first a two BZ, picks. A BZ scrap. So I need I need a flex, right? Yeah, you probably go with like yeah. a scrap can kind of be a flex an too. Flex. Just an AR, an, one AR, AR, one sub. Just pick one AR and one, one sub. One AR, one AR, yeah. and one sub. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, give me. Hmm, see, like I, I've been, I've been keeping a little bit um, on this game, but give me a, give me the smoke and give me a crud. Give me a crud. From, I like that. Um, Okay. Give me Fred, and then so wait, he's a sub. Actually, yeah, he's a sub. No, what, who's that? Who's that dude? That um, the dude from the NYSL. That, yeah, Paco. Uh, You're thinking of Hydra. Yep. The, you know, the French Phenom. He's the he's the new kid, the new young guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, Hydra. He's from France. He's really good. Yeah. 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 Give, give me, give me that kid. Give he's me like that my kid. nephew. Yes, give me that kid. Um, I, I'm sorry, I don't even, I didn't know who it was exactly. Uh, yeah, you're good. He's fairly new, yeah. and he's he. You'll you'll know. You'll know. He just got MVP at the last major. He went crazy. Oh, did he? Yeah, he just got MVP. He's he's insane. Like he was frying all weekend. Interesting enough, I don't know how much you know. Like I've been following lately, but you just picked three MVP, like like uh, contenders. Like they're all in the contest for MVP. Yeah, really? yeah you picked a really good team of this game. So you picked a really good team so far. You picked yeah, the most need... expensive team of all time. <laughs> hey, hey, it's hey, a big I'm, market uh, team, baby. Don't worry about I love, that. I love, hey, I love winning, man. Give me the winners. I want the winners on my team. Man. I like that. And then, and then uh, right, you, so need, I need you need one more at AR. Yeah. AR. Okay. Um. I mean, I gotta go with uh, Brandon, right? I mean, I picked them with the yeah, last. Yeah, yeah you could go with Brucey for sure. Besides, besides, look, let me get someone besides Brandon. Though. So I got Scrap, Abizi, Hydra. And I need an AR. Yep. Um, I got one more AR. Honestly, give me my boy Draza. It's a good pick as give well. Wait, that is the villain team. <laughs> that is a villain team. That is a villain team. I love that. That's I love that team. That team is fire. That's a really good team, Willie. Give me that team. Give me, give me that team, and um, that team's wanting me a shit, man, right away. <laughs> I like that, you know, man. The crowd don't get loud. <laughs> Yo, Willie. Oh, that's Willie, that's Willie, Willie. I wanted to uh, to ask you because we've been talking a lot about Cobb. I'd love to know a little bit more about just baseball. You know, like, bro, oh, you're, you, you, bro, you're in the locker room with with the Yanks. You know, the New York Yanks. I mean, what's it like? Did you ever think one day you'd be playing with with the Yanks and being up in the big leagues and and doing this stuff? I mean, I'm sure you dreamed of it as a kid. Man, bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you guys, man. Like, if you would have told me I would have been suiting up. For the New York Yankees last year, at the same time, I would have said you're crazy. <laughs> um, I literally would have said you're crazy, bro. Just because when you're a kid, um, you obviously have dreams and inspirations and this and that. And it might sound corny, but every kid that plays baseball wants to put on those thin stripes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as a kid, you dream of playing in Yankee Stadium. You dream of hitting the home run. In Yankee Stadium, you dream of all these things that have to do with the Yankees, and 
to be able to play for this organization is has been pretty surreal, honestly. Um, being in that clubhouse with uh, dude, I mean those dudes are superstars in that clubhouse, bro. They, yeah, I'm literally suiting up with you know a dude that broke the home run record last year at yeah. Dodgy. Um, yeah. You know, playing, you know, suiting up and. And I, I literally been I hit behind them the last two games. I yeah, you bet a third, right? Third. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, so, bro. Last, that is insane. It's been, um, you know, just suiting up with this team has been, you know, an amazing opportunity, and you know, it's been, um, it's been fun, a lot of fun so far. Like I said, bro, it's been not only that, but they're even better people in my clubhouse, um, even off the field. Like they, they're, they're more than just you know great ball players. They're, they're great human beings as well so it's been fun bro honestly and um you know i'm excited bro we have a really good team this year where everyone's coming back we get john carlo back we get jd back we get tommy Kaneley back and we still you know we still have some guys that are that are coming back and carlos rodon so i mean bro we're um it's a fun team definitely to be a part of yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you you can answer this. Feel free to say no. But what, what do you think about the new rules? How they're trying to speed up the game a little bit? Do you like the flow of the game a little bit better? Oh, I mean, no. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't have a problem with the pace of play, um, with the with the clock and with the with all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, I know some guys are kind of like on the fence about it, but uh-huh. like individually speaking, like personally for me, I mean, I don't really, I don't, I really don't mind um, the clock. I I usually. I don't even I don't take much time anyways. I'll take a swing and then I don't even step out. I kinda just stay in the box. Yeah. Uh I don't really I don't really walk around or anything. Um but I know some guys aren't really fans of it, but you know, I think everyone's starting to get acclimated to it now and um it hasn't been that big of an issue. <clears throat> yeah, I guess one more question I have and then I'll I'll give it to the floor and see if anybody has any any more questions. But yeah, one more question is just uh who was your favorite baseball player growing up? Who who was somebody that you looked up to? Who was somebody that you always used to watch and on TV and stuff? Like who was that guy? Yeah, um, honestly, it's been it was Barry Bonds. I grew up in the Bay Area in California, mm. so you know everyone um, everyone back home always was a fan of Barry Bonds. Um, he that was just the guy who you know we would go. I would ask my parents like, hey, can I go to a baseball game and preferably the Giants games because, you know, Barry Bonds obviously hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. Um, and that was just a guy that I would go to the field and I would hope that he would hit a homer and he would hit a home run. So, uh, yeah, he was definitely a guy. Um, obviously a hometown guy for me is, uh, he's like a, he's like a mentor too at the same time as CC Sabathia. Oh yeah. Uh, we're from the same, yeah, we're from the same city. So, um, he was like a guy that, you know, everyone back home looked up to and, um, figured that, you know, CC made it and he kind of like showed everyone back home that, you know, if he can make it, then like we all have an opportunity to try and make it as well. So that's awesome. Uh, those are two guys that were, yeah, that I definitely looked up to when I was, um, when I was younger. Man, my brother, my brother loves CC. Man, he loves him. I'm sure somewhere he's cheesing right now. Listen, listening to that, he's a big CC fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, sure, any questions, Chris, Ben, Pat? Uh, I got one. He partially answered one. So, seeing as you're a California boy, I'm assuming uh, since you play for the Yankees, you live in, uh, in in the East Coast now. What do you prefer, and how has life been over there? Like, since like we haven't really got to hear much of your personal life outside of just baseball and 
and gaming and what do you also prefer like bro honestly like it's gonna be a crazy this off season is gonna be a lot different um usually like i said usually in the off season bro like as soon as the season's over every all the cod kids know this as soon as the season's over I'll hook up my system. I'll hook <laughs> up my um my setup. I'll get my setup all situated. It'll take me about um probably honestly it, I hit up Matt last year um, from Optic and I asked him if he can set up my stuff for me in my apartment in um, Dallas and he came over set it up for me I and I was, Matt. yeah I was I was literally playing within that day like uh, the next day of the as soon as the off season started but. This year, it's going to be a lot different, man. I'm, I think I'm done with it now. I mean, I'm having my first kid. And uh, so I'll just be spending time with him and my fiance. And then um, kind of just, you know, I'm not going to be playing like that anymore. It'll be a different, it'll be a different offseason for sure, but an exciting one. Um, but yeah, so I'm in Dallas now. I'm in Dallas full time, though, for the, oh, okay. for the, uh, yeah, for the, for the offseason. I live there. Um we bought a house and everything, so that's pretty. That's pretty much. Um, that's pretty much what I do off the field, though. But uh, obviously, playing for the Yankees. I live in Jersey, um, right over the DW Bridge. Oh yeah, uh, it's a quick little drive. I mean, living in the city is crazy down there. Like all that traffic. I didn't know. I didn't oh, yeah. realize like how much how much traffic it was before, until I got there, and I was like, man. I need to live uh, a little <laughs> bit closer, and everyone's saying like, "Yeah, you know, like just live over in Fort Lee in Jersey, and then um, it's a lot, it's a lot better." Like instead of having to deal with that traffic every single day. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Even <laughs> even when I was with New York with the subliners, it was the same thing. We I kind of wanted to stay in Jersey just because you could take a little bit of a, a break at night from the city when you go back to your place. You know, it's not so hectic because you know the city, New York City is just insane, dude. Like it's it's hectic it's, over there. Bro, it's crazy, bro. I didn't By even way, realize. Congrats on your, uh, congrats on your first kid, man. Thank you. Oh, congratulations, Willie. You just had a kid. Uh, I'm having him. Yeah, he's gonna. He's he's doing um August. 13th. Oh man, congratulations, man. My birth my birthday's August 9th, so you never nice. know. Leo. Hell yeah, Leo. man. That's sick, bro. That's sick. Well, Ben, you got anything for for Willie or Pat? Uh, well, yeah, I got, I got one, obviously this one's like kind of a deep cover for Yankees fans. I've seen people spam a little bit in the chat. Uh, you know, there is a, a clip from a popular Yankees, uh, uh, podcast show. And obviously your manager comes on every so often. There was a clip from like earlier in the month where he was talking about you. And he said that Willie can bang, like curious if you saw the clip and like your thoughts on that becoming like a pretty big meme in sort of <laughs> the Yankees world. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen the clip. Um, yeah, I've seen the clip. I mean, like I said, Booney's unbelievable. One of the uh, most down-to-earth managers that, you know, I've ever had. Uh, and, when you know, when you're when your manager, you know, at that shows that much confidence in you. It just, it makes you want to, makes you want to run through the wall um, for that man, for your manager. And um, it just goes to show that you need to, you know, I need to go out there. I need to prove you know, prove people that, you know, I, I can do that. I can do uh, what he said. And, you know, um, that's something that, you know, I've always been able to hit. I've had some pretty, like, freakish injuries uh, the last two years. Um, so, you know, I'm just happy that I was, you know, I'm fully healthy this year and uh, I'm able to get back to doing what I do. But, I mean, yeah, I've definitely heard the clip. Um, 
you know, I love it, man. You know, like I love that when you, when, whenever you hear your manager uh, say something like that, uh, like I said, it makes you want to run through a wall for him and it makes you want to want to prove that, you know, that he's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. These, these were some good questions um, and some good answers, but I have one final important question for you. The first time okay. Slay enters the building. Go ahead, Pat. Did you play any X Defiant during the closed beta? <laughs> X Defiant? Nah, nah. I didn't, I didn't play that. Oh, I did no. I, I, I have seen that. I have to, we'll have to get you that. on it. We'll have to get you on it. <laughs> oh, for sure, bro. I'm, all, I'm always, I'm always down. But, um, anything, anything that has to do with video games, man, I'm always in. I'm always. It sounds like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get him going, Pat. Yeah, look, I mean, I was in San Fran the last week playing with uh, some of the guys on the 49ers. So you know, I hooked you the Yankees up. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, hey, like I said, bro. Anything that has to do with video games, I'm down, bro. I love video games. That's one thing that I'm super passionate about, man. Like I love it. Hell yeah, bro. Well, listen, Willie. Go ahead, Ben. I I have two questions. Sorry, Tom, because we just got on to I want to get to some of these questions. So yeah, I have two sure. for you. They're pretty fun ones. Uh one's from our guy Emrex. Shy Emrags. He had a question. If the Yankees had a Mario Kart tournament, this is like a little bit more, you know, casual <laughs> gaming, not not people having, you know, running gun and cod. Who's winning that tournament? Are you winning that or is someone else on the Yankees winning that? All right, bro. So I'm gonna be honest. Um my first series with the team was in Cleveland. Well, it was actually in Baltimore, but um, the next day we flew to Cleveland, and they had a Mario um, arcade game in the clubhouse set up. And there's, oh, there was, there was four guys on that thing every single day. I would walk into the to the clubhouse. It would be Judgey King, um, Judgey King, Judgey King. I don't know who there's two more that would always be on there, but every single time I would see that Judgey would win and I was like, Man, he has to be good. Or um so I mean I would have to give it to Judgey, man. Uh just because I saw, you know, that was that was a thing that was in the clubhouse uh as soon as I got we got to Cleveland and I saw that, you know, he was winning. So I, if I were to have to put if I were to have to say who would win, I think it would have to be Judgey. That's crazy. That's a good answer. I have one more. This is from Torrential. I think this is a fun one. I'm very curious how you're going to answer this. Which Call of Duty pro, current or past, would you like to see take the diamond for a baseball game? Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a great question. I'm already through a pitch, okay, no? Okay. okay. Yeah, he did. He, he um, In Texas. I know he threw the first pitch out of the stadium in Texas, but if I had to pick a PDL pro to take the diamond... Oof, man, bro. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, who can I see being the most, like, athletic out there? Uh, I'm, let me get uh, – oh, bro, isn't that dude uh, – that dude Pratt is pretty – he looks pretty jacked, Yeah, AG, AG might be able yeah. – I mean, I don't know yeah. if you've seen him shoot a basketball, but – I mean, you know, throwing throwing a baseball might be a little bit different for AG, you know. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's ever thrown a baseball. Honestly, I, honestly, honestly, um, I need to. I need. I would need to see like maybe like uh, maybe give me like I say like maybe like even like a tat. Yeah, Dylan might be able to uh, rip a nice, Dylan, okay. n- nice yeah, fastball. He might, he might be able to. He might be able to. Um, 
Honestly, though, give me a tats, man. Give That's me a, a good tats. pick. Want, he used to play baseball. Yeah, we're done. I want, I want, I want a tats out there with me, man. Like I want him taking the diamond with me. That's a good answer. That the person sure Dylan played baseball back in the day. Yeah, I would, I would suit up. I would suit up with the tats. I would, man. That's awesome. Well, listen. Any other any other questions, Ben? You got any more for for Willie before we let him go? No, I didn't want to have it was about being a dad. I just wanted to say congratulations and like, if you want to speak on just for another minute or two, like, just kind of like how excited you are and sort of like, um, you know, like, uh, uh, is it outside of outside of gaming, like how it's going to change kind of your perspective of life and sort of like the rest of your career. Yeah, for sure. Uh, nah, bro. It's like, it's super exciting. Um, obviously first time dad, um, it's a little boy, man. I always tease, like, um, I always tease my fiance. I'm like, Hey, like he's going to come out the womb with a controller in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like playing around. But, uh, no, nah, I mean, it's exciting, bro. Um, it's, it's nerve wracking, but exciting. Though. It's a, it's a different feeling. And, um, and, I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it. Um, just like I said, she's going to be, she's due like in the middle of baseball season. She's due in, on, like I said, August 13th, which is two months from now. So, and we're still going to have another two, three, hopefully three months of baseball left. Hopefully we can, you know, make some noise in the playoff, get in and make some noise in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, it's going to change. Like I said, I'm not going to have no more time, you know, playing video games. Uh, I think that's kind of like, that, that life is kind of, like, behind me now. I mean, obviously, I'll still, like, pay attention. And don't get me wrong. I might hop on here and there, play some COD um, with some of the OGs. And then, but, I mean, as far as, like, playing, like, you know, I would play, like, you know, religiously. I would play, like, some Warzone kill bets, like, all night long um, this past off season. And, uh, but, I mean, now that stuff is kind of, like, I'm not going to be able to do that no more. So, uh, I'm excited, though. Um, you know, I'm blessed and I'm grateful that uh, that I'm able to we're able to have our first kid though, for sure. Yeah, it's incredible. It must be an amazing feeling. Um, and it, it, listen, Willie, it was it was awesome to have you come on as well and just answer some of these questions for us. It was it was awesome. You were you were an amazing guest. Definitely definitely my favorite guest for sure, bro. Um, and obviously I'll be watching you and rooting for you as as you're playing your next few matches. You said you're here in L.A. right, playing the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, we're here playing the Dodgers. Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah. good luck to you, bro. Good luck. You know, go out and do your you, thing. Bro. Best of luck to you. We'll be rooting for you. Um, and I just really appreciate you coming on, bro. You ever want to play some COD or ever want to play some games, you let me know. And uh, we'll sure, be around. Bro. For sure. Thank y'all for having me, for real. Thank it was you. fun, bro. I had a lot of fun with y'all. Thank you so much, Willie. Thank you. We'll get you on again sometime. We'll get you on again for sure. We're going to hop in and talk some some COD Fugues. But I appreciate you very for much, sure. Willie. I appreciate you. You have a good night. All right, sure. good luck in your games, and, and thank you again, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, y'all have a good night. You too, Willie. Take care, man. Take Peace. care. Good one, bro. See ya. Man, ladies and gentlemen, can everybody give it up for Willie Calhoun? This guy's an absolute animal. Make sure to show him some love, man. He, he, this was an awesome guest, man. I told you guys growing up watching the, watching the Yankees and stuff, man, that is just a crazy, crazy guest to, to have on, man. So that that's insane. I, I got some family watching and stuff um so huge shout out to willie man and to hear how invested is he is into cod and how much he really likes it i i didn't know all that about willie i didn't know how much he yeah. was how much he was in there uh, I, yeah. i've known him because when i was in challengers like talking to prolu and all those stuff they used to like talk about playing wagers and i'd see him tweet like oh 2v2 chow i'm with calhoun 
That's crazy. Wait, That's insane, no, we, uh, dude. I met Willie at like Dallas. CWL World War World War Two the bomb threat event. Uh, that's what I was gonna say, bro. I'm pretty yeah. sure I played him in like a World War Two wager. Yeah, no. He, really? I, me yeah. and Crowder hung out with him that that event. I mean, I um, mean, I dusted him, Tom, but like I played him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. No, hey, Willie, Willie and I were chatting for a while. We we're trying to find a time to to do this because he's been wanting to come on for a sec. But luckily, the schedule's lined up, and glad he came on. And I think the key thing for us was like, to your point, Tom. Like, like we all knew that he's got a big cod history. I don't think. I hope there's some like casual Yankee fans in here or like CDL fans who were, uh, you know, didn't uh, know his history, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. It was awesome to have him on. I obviously wish him the best of luck uh, moving forward. Everything I'm going to be tuning in. I'm, I'm just switching scenes because I'm going to get us ready for some of this other COD stuff. Um, but there's a lot going on in the COD scene as well that I, that I want to talk about. Um, ben, I mean, where where do we even want to start, man? There, there's so much uh, going on. We uh, can kind of start wherever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I didn't have this on the agenda, but this is a question. Pat, did you ever give your thoughts on the, like, Reese Vivid Snoopy thing? I know me, Chris, and Tom talked about it on a, on a emergency, but I don't know if you ever gave, like, your full take on it. If so, if you wanted to speak on that. So, start um, things off. I, I didn't. Uh, I actually, jo I jokingly, at the, uh, at the event, when me and Chris were doing the reverse sweep with Doug, um, I jokingly was like, "Yo, Doug, like, why don't why don't Boston just sub Snoopy in for champs? Like, because Doug was talking about how good Snoopy is." But you said can that. Confirm. Uh, I can confirm. Yeah, but I was I mean, truthfully, I was joking about it, right? I was just like, I was I was saying how ass Boston was. I was like, "Yo, Doug, yeah, if, if this right. Snoopy guy is as good as you're claiming, like, why why don't they just why don't they just grab him for their main team?" Um, and I also thought it was impossible. I'm a little. Uh, ben, I think I heard you talk about, but like the gray area around the roster change yeah. rules seem a little, a little finicky. I don't, I don't think that's, oh, I don't think what happened was what should have happened. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think this is gonna help them. Uh, I think Snoopy could be great as, as, as you know, one of the, even if he was one of the best players. I don't think it's gonna help this Boston team. Um, and I also think it's, you know. Not necessarily setting this kid up for success. That was so Doug's comment back to me was like, um, I would love for Snoopy to get an opportunity, but like he doesn't want it to happen so soon because like he doesn't want it to jeopardize this this kid's career. That's, yeah. Doug, that's Doug's opinion on the change is what you're yeah. saying. No, Doug, yeah. Doug Doug actually said that my bad if you were if you were finished driving your home point, Pat, but Doug was actually basically saying that Snoopy is at, like he might be 18 years old, but he's like a kid. So he like lives in Mexico, grows up. He lives with his family and stuff like that. Like, Microphone. listen, I'm sure he's has somewhat of a level of maturity, but like he's not like the, the like 18 year olds that we have like here in America, where most of them are like for the most part, at least like they're just it, I don't know how to explain it. Like he's more he actually has more of a like younger mindset. So like him maybe going and getting into the pro league a little bit sooner might not be a good thing for him. Sure, he can he he can he can show and perform maybe, but um, regardless of that, what if he doesn't? Yeah. Like, what if he just has a bad event? Like, it just has a bad champs and like That's literally what Doug goes, was saying by the way. Goes, I, I, think, I think way. I think Boston will probably like still honestly will probably still keep him because I assume that Indens are like other people like bro. It's just so hard to force them in their first land and like we've seen great players first events are not like one fives. You know, people, kinda... people at the first event they have. But like I, I mean, I'm just curious, Pat, if you just sort of agree. I think we all had a similar take, which is the rolling the dice 
with throwing this kid in a little bit early like do you do you agree with that is there like a little bit extra do you want to add on top i mean it's like missing here? Look, look boston still probably get fifth through eighth at this champs regardless of this change so i don't think it's going to do anything um but i but what i am like really doubtful of is the fact that at least from what i read i could be wrong this was a coach driven decision like this was a zed and din's call not a player's call um and i don't know if we've ever seen a roster work out where the coach forced a roster change like i don't i don't know if we've ever really seen that work out for any team if if the coach is forcing this change and the, it's not something the players are asking for um and it kind of gives or it kind of makes me question like boston's roster changes to this point like have, has it all been coach changes is that the reason we haven't seen a sub or a ar player get benched or dropped or whatever um mm. and it's just been cycling out these these sub players to fill a gap that we don't i mean as outsiders when we're watching we don't think is the issue um and then another thing is like they they might as well just like fire zed or dens and just hire doug I mean, from what it seems like, Doug's basically been running the recruitment process for this entire org. I mean, Beans, Crimp, Snoopy, like, basically every player that the Boston CDL team has picked up has went through the, the Doug fucking challenger lineup. So, um, yeah, I hope Doug's getting paid, but shit, at this point, like, they might as well just have Doug be a GM. And if yeah, this, free. Is, this is not, not the only... worst take. It's simultaneously fucking Doug as well because he obviously was just got third at the Challenger Open. They were basically really close to qualifying for champs like Auto. They have to go through the online OQ or EQ and they have to basically get Kem with a completely new fourth um, going into oh, the Dan qualifier. Ghosty. And Dan one team. Ghosty. That's your one dog up in Challengers, Dan Ghosty. Yeah, yeah, one team qualifies for that. So that's kind of tough. Also, um, what like I didn't finish my thoughts, I guess, when I joined the show because remember, we, it was kind of just like a scuffed like. Like or like take what we were talking about, Snoopy. It's an emergency flying, but, bro. It's yeah, but, flying. but basically what I wanted to say is uh the way they worded it, the coaches basically said, Oh, we just like we're not gonna win the event and we're not gonna beat Optic if you know we got we lost to London the way we played at that tournament. So um that basically told tell or told me they don't believe in their team and that they have zero confidence and they are basically essentially bringing in Snoopy is a Hail Mary to try to get them over the hump of beating Optic and, and maybe even making a run in the tournament, which Listen, I get it's the right call to make a change. I don't think it was the right call. Obviously, if he comes in the tournament fries, like obviously everyone's gonna be like, oh, well, well, good idea. But at the same time, like, I still think them bringing together the team that got fourth and just running it back with those guys would probably have been their best bet. Um, but right now, it just seems like they have zero confidence and they're just hail marrying this guy. I really hope nobody takes this one event for this kid as a way to ruin his stock whatsoever if he doesn't play the best because they don't have much time and it's like the biggest event of the year and they're already playing optic first round so Guy, guys spawning in on the main stage against optic for the <laughs> yeah, first professional the match of his Listen, life and as, as much as optic struggled at the last tournament like this is an optic team that has literally been like the favorite of like two events so far this year yeah. so yeah it's a t it's a tough ask for sure Yo, 
By the way, uh, I don't know if this is true, but Tom, someone told me you went seven and thirty-two today. Nah, nah, oh, Slade. It's Photoshop AI deepfake. Oh, shit. it's Photoshop. Yeah, yeah come on. I pulled that deepfake bullshit. Slade, yeah. it's actually crazy. Like the technology that people are using these days. It's it wild, Tom. Nah, it's actually fucking <clears throat> crazy. I don't even know how they're doing it. It's fucking insane. But yeah, nah, just ignore that shit. It's all fake. Nah, yeah, I, I didn't believe it when I saw it. Nah, it's just fake, Slade. It's, it's, but, uh, uh, it's all good. Go ahead, bang. But to just just to get back on topic, like. I think you make kind of an interesting point, Pat. Uh, we haven't seen like a team in the CDL that really has had success when it feels like the coaches are sort of at the center of decision-making around the team. I think this team's kind of unique in its dynamic because they're so young and they lack a lot of experience. That the other teams have. problem, Ben. I mean, this and, is what happened with LAG for yeah. years. years. I, I don't think this. I don't think this case is very similar because obviously they had Zinni retire mid-season, and I think Zinni, in a way, was kind of like a glue. He was obviously that veteran presence on their team, um, and they were you know, they were an all right team. You know, they were making progress, but at the same time, losing him immediately, um, they've been kind of forced to try to like band-aid the situation. That, you know, that the not the wound, but you got you band-aid the situation that he kind of left. And I although like although although I'm saying they could make better decisions at the end of the day, I think calling for the coaching staff to kind of like get booted and stuff like that or any of that stuff is kind of unwarranted right now. I think if maybe another year of this, it's like they're not calling for them to get booted. I'm okay. saying coaches yeah, yeah. forcing roster changes has never worked out. Like, yeah, in, I mean, any, that's what in any example in Call of Duty history that I could ever think of, like. That's never worked. So I'm, I'm, yeah, really I'm sure the play, I'm cool. sure the players are for it. My point, my point was, I'm just not. I'm trying to make sure that people don't just like drive home this point of like, fuck the coaches, you know, blah blah blah. Because no offense to the rocker guys, but it's not like them where like rockers had the same majority of the same coaches for like such a long period of time and have had very, I don't know, turbulent success. No, the problem with the rockers is how much money they're spending and the results they're getting. <laughs> Yeah, like that money. That I mean, money I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I guess better. I, if, I think, uh, I think the Boston thing is just again, and I don't want to keep beating a dead horse about it, but you know, Zen left. They just don't have a lot of experience there. They don't have a lot of veteran leadership. They have a lot of really interesting pieces, a lot of really talented players, and that could be, you know, from like a, if I'm put my GM hat for a second, they want to try and go after someone that has a buyout. They have some interesting tools to potentially reduce the cost of that buyout in exchange for sending right. a player the other way. But I, I think that this is something they're going to have to address in the offseason. Like, what do you mean that's they the don't have thing. leadership? They literally have Doug Sincer Martin. They're ripping every single one of his oh. teammates from his hands. He's right and there. He's, he's literally we're, finding we're all this talent. Oh, 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 really he's yeah, he's yeah. right there, Pat. Why are they not hold putting on. Doug in? Hold on, Doug hold on. Is, Doug is literally fighting these challenger kids. Listen. Teaching them like fundamental cod, like the way that they think he, they should play, and then they're they're just picking him up. Might as well at this point, if you need veteran leadership, pick That's up the said. motherfucking person that you've been paying for years to find this talent. Go ahead, Chris. Um, I just like I was just reading chat, and there's some stupid takes in there that I want to point out. Like a lot of people are saying because I said Zinni was their glue, and he's like their veteran presence, and people are like, oh, you know, he's only won two championships. You do got you, hold on, chat. You guys do realize that the majority of the players in the league have literally never won championships at all. You do know that, right? He's so not gonna two, host you, bro. Having two, <laughs> having one is a is a lot of is a yeah, lot. It's a serious. No, I'm serious because I feel like a lot of people kind of like miss the mark when it comes down to that. It's like 
you know, this guy's never won. This guy's never won. We can't all be Atlanta phase. We can't all be optic. Like there is going to be those middle of the pack teams and somebody has to be a middle of the pack team. Yes, everyone is striving to win, but winning is hard. Being consistent and showing improvement is the most that you can ask out of most teams and players. It's just the reality of it. And most mm. people just are just like, well, these guys aren't going to win. So what the fuck's the point? I'm like, bro, most yeah. of the teams aren't going to win. That's I mean, look, how the shit I mean, works. Look, I think, look, if you're Boston, you've actually a pretty good free agent pitch, which is like we have started from zero. And unlike a lot of these CDL teams, the last two years, we've been essentially a top six, top eight team. And we need someone to get us to top one. And you could be that guy. You can come in. We've got a lot of really talented young players, but they need some help learning how to play the style of Call of Duty that's going to make us a consistent top three team. And so this is why I think that they have a really good, you know, really good potential sign in any of the conversations with some of the main ARs that are going to become free agents in this offseason. And we'll see if that's the route they go to upgrade the team because I think the sub players are really talented. I think Big Wake you probably need to keep unless you're using him as some kind of uh token to get a better player are essentially the same player. Yeah. that's why well, one well, of them's gonna have probably have to go let, let's move on from boston we talked about boston a little bit a little bit of drama coming in from uh from vickle and our cities obviously vickle has some choice words uh to say about alec let's tune in and and listen to what vickle had to say is that me bro listen guys i listen i'm sorry bro i like our cities i think it's good i have a lot of respect for him but bro like pulling out a sub map three because he just wants like like oh i saw what? this on tiktok there's no way bro there's no way they go into practice and yeah. their plan on expo control is for alec to run the sub i'm sorry like i'm sorry that pissed me off like what are you doing bro i'm sorry bro all right he played music so i don't want to play the whole clip but that's pretty much what he said and then after that he went on and on um about uh alec just like kind of tweeting negatively about his team and kind of uh, saying, you know, like all year, Vickle was, was saying he was going hard. You know, he was always going hard. Even when they were in champs, out of champs, it didn't really matter. Like every day he was he was just going nuts. Um, where he felt like Alec pulling out a third sub was just like not the best mentality to go about it. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about it? Well, hold on. Before we get into it, can you, we should also bring up Alec's response. Before we hey, talk about the whole thing. And, and real what quick. Alec said. Okay, yeah, go ahead, actually. Yeah, no, I'm going to bring up Alec's response right now. Oh, um, I, I was going to say that Exceed kind of co-signed the tweet with Javi, by the way. And Exceed, obviously, he's, he was on the team. So. Yeah, and we'll get to that. But I think it's important, like, before we... And, and Tom will pull it up. Before we, like, get there, I think we should... Alex saw the clip. Obviously, wasn't very happy. As you guys know with Alec, like, he's one of the guys that says what's on his mind. And a lot of that ends up on the timeline. So Tom will kind of go through and show you yeah, guys Yeah, I mean, I can't find the tweet. Saying. I can't find it. Um... Because I'm just going through his responses, seeing if I can find anything. It should be on Reddit. It was like right, right below that post on Reddit. Oh, was it? Was it on Reddit? Yeah, let me, let me go on Reddit and see uh, and see what Alec had to say about it. But sum it up, well, Ben. I, mean, uh, I, I, I can read it out to you if you want. Yeah, read like, it out because I can't so find it. The, the tweet is, it was at Vickle, and this is sort of earlier this afternoon. Or it was actually late night. Uh, I woke up this morning and saw it. Brother, you act like I did any of that for my teammates and tween depressing shit was not COD related. You don't know how I was. I tried every day. Don't talk about shit. I gave my everything I dealt with bank frauding for months. Every day lost a lot of shit. But yeah, my fault. Um, and then Alec then kind of also responded for him to say I don't try because I tried using a sub and scrims as well. Haha, I promise when I was tweeting it, it was mo fucking mostly personal shit. Before you want to talk publicly about me, send a DM before you want to put dirt 
on my shit. And then he, yeah. He put a sue. He put a sue at the end, brother. He said sue, brother. LOL. Silly, <laughs> brother. LOL. Uh, I, I, wanted, I wanted to mention a few things. Um, Man, real I love quick some before we dive banter. a little bit deeper. Go ahead, Chris. Um, basically, Vickle is very close with a lot of players on that team, so I'm sure he probably knows a little bit more about the situation, or he's at least heard some sides of the story. Not maybe necessarily Alex here, but um, also on top of that. Alec is a very much a person that wears his heart on a sleeve, if you guys yeah, can't already 100%. tell. So he's obviously, when things are going wrong, he's going to he's gonna put that stuff out. But the one thing that I've always wanted, I just want to like say is, there's accountability on both ends. And also, I don't think Vickle was talking shit about the guy. I think he was probably a topic in his stream, and people were talking about him, and he probably just gave his opinion. I think a lot of people in this scene are very, they don't realize that, a lot of times you're making an observation. You're not talking shit because in nowhere in that part of the fucking video or his clips was he talking shit or coming at Alec. He was making an observation of Alec's tweets, of the team's practice, of the situation. And he's basically saying that, you know, he doesn't agree with it and he feels like it had a negative effect on his teammates. And that is true. As much as like you are dealing with your shit and you're dealing with the, the, the shit of your team and, and all that stuff, projecting it onto social media, projecting it onto your teammates, et cetera, et cetera, is not a good thing. That's not how it's Wait, not going to improve someone, your team. Did someone fill me in? Where, where did this example happen that he's bitching about? I'm not it, it, sure. was, uh, it was during this last split. Like, Alec ran a sub at some point. I remember when that tweet came out that Alec hadn't planned a bomb all year. The next match, like... He planned Bro, a bomb. Like I, at that point, to be fair, who cares? The season was over for both these guys. They're both. Bro, all these guys are going to China, man. Like, <laughs> why does it even matter at this point? Like, all those guys were chalked. They weren't getting into champs. Their season was over. They were both going to major five and probably placing eight through twelve or whatever it is. Um, so to be like upset about it at this point, who cares? But the LAG org is literally done. Like they literally fired their entire okay, front um, office and are trying to sell their spot. But basically, if you I want to just, try and save your spot for next if, year, though, Pat, you want to finish talk about this a little bit more. But the LAG team was essentially split in half where <laughs> there was just complete disagreement within the camp where there was basically no yeah, way of work. repairing it. And as much as they sat there and tried, I think they were just all grinding out the season just because they wanted to play. But in all honesty, if I was Alec, I probably would have benched myself a long time ago because you probably did no favors with your stock as a player and like the way that you handled the situation. I'm not saying that it wasn't warranted. I'm not saying that you weren't going through stuff. I'm saying the way you handled it was probably not the best. Wait, wait, and, who cares, and, and, who cares about and, that point? He shouldn't have joined Neptune, Hook, and... Bro, you're, 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 listen, you, we forth. get it, bro, but that's not what I'm trying to say, bro. Like, you're going way far back to the beginning yeah. of the season. Yeah, because I, I, that's I, where it matters. That's where this whole shit started. I mean... Like, I, it's I'll a root of the problem. You joined I, a shit uh, team and put yourself in a shit position and got paid handsomely. It is what it is. That's that's how it works sometimes. Your teammates were ass. Your, your org had to pick up a challenger roster. Like, you, the team just didn't work. You guys sucked. Like, then your org decided that, you know, they didn't want to support the scene anymore. They left, basically. You're you're stuck in this situation where you don't even know what your future looks like because your org is basically ready to be done. The team is horrible. You're not going to make champs. Like, 
I think we're. I think I, I. I think there's a little bit of people being dramatic here. I don't. I don't. I don't really see the uh, the issue. Wait, no, say ben, let, let Ben have the floor. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. I, I think the truth is somewhere between the middle of you both, because I agree with with you, Pat. Like to an extent of, you know, and I think you talked about lessons learned on the timeline, kind of acknowledging this. They shouldn't have ran back the trio from last season that didn't qualify for champs. He had the ability to recruit some players to LAG. They didn't do that. They decided to keep it going. Uh, and it didn't work out, and they had to basically 180 their whole team uh, around the New Year's, and it didn't really work out for them. But I think on the Chris's flip side, it just seemed like he had trouble sort of working through that sort of progression path of the new squad. And, I, you know, I, I've, I've heard the same as Chris. Like, Vickle's pretty close to people on the team, and there are obviously some frustration within the camp of, like, the practice, just them getting better every day and feeling like, sort of the season was chalked a little bit earlier than it should have been because they were still had a chance going the last couple of majors of the season. Also, I mean, I anybody, bit, even if they didn't chalk it, that team was chalked. If anybody, you know I mean. anybody that is not saying that saying that none of them went hard and stuff like that is completely stupid. You might not have agreed with the, you know, some of like the things that did, for example, if Alec wanted to try using a sub on a map, maybe this, they weren't very good at the map, and you wanted to try something like that's up to them to decide. Yeah, yeah that's what I was confused about. Like, did, was that like a team decision? Maybe they wanted him to pull out a sub on certain listen, hills or something, I, and Viggles just maybe didn't agree with the call, you know? Yeah, I'm sure all of them were trying their best, but I think that they should have maybe forcibly taken matters into their own hands because there is no way in hell if. I was un as unhappy as they were that I would have continued to play, especially a person like Alec. I feel like, like I said, he just did no favors for his stock. I feel like a lot of people, even some people now are still on the side of, yeah, you know, Alec deserves better and, you know, he's got a lot of accolades, but listen, accolades will only carry you so far. And mm -hmm. on top of that, and I'm sure, and, he, and I think Alex is great. Alec is a great player, but he was on phase, the roster that is still continuing to find sex with set or success without him hey, yeah. that, fa that found success with yeah. the older teams, et cetera, et cetera. So Alec is great, but clearly he is, he was replaceable on that team to a degree. So now Alec gets dropped onto a lesser team, way lesser team, basically complete opposite of the spectrum. Some people might see it completely different. Yeah. He has a, he has a, he has a history of being a great teammate when he's on great teams. When he's on a complete opposite side of the spectrum, some Wait, people. They're having what? What are you talking about? He has a he has a history of being a great teammate on great teams. Nah, before but now, that. Before that, dude, I I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. But now you put him on a on a really bad situation, and maybe, you know, you see a truer side to him or something like that, et cetera, et cetera. My mm. point being is, it's not that fucking. It's not that black and white, man. And people that are defending one person or or coming at the other guy because you have an opposing opinion, like you guys got to stop looking at it from like a black and white perspective because. The, clearly both sides were struggling and it i don't know it's stupid I, listen, my, 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 it. my last thought on this anyone from the leg situation after champs we, you know we did it with new york look at them now they aired everything out and uh they're having a good season if you all want to come on and kind of set the stud truth right here we're happy to have you guys well, isn't I mean, everybody's the only, the only seven kills is... it was deep fake go ahead pat <laughs> The only, the only difference is, Ben, those guys are going to be on a plane to China, my brother. New York players were still staying in New York. Oh, my God. Let's move on to the next Everyone subject. Everyone on LAG. Ni hao. All righty. <laughs> let's hop into the next one. Slayer, thank you very much for sharing. Nate Shot's thoughts on Selium's play style. Uh-oh. Let's tune in.
I just, I wish I could have got to play against Selim. Because I know that he's a fucking unbelievable player, dude. If he mm. ever sees this clip, I just want him to know. And it's not, I don't even care if I had beef with him. I think he is unbelievable. The, the players around the league agree. The coaches agree. But something has got to give. Yeah. You cannot be walking out of a series where you lose. And they have lost in the finals a couple times over the last two years, and this guy's walking out of there with, like, a 1.3 KD, bro. Something is wrong with your gameplay, if mm -hmm. that's the case. And maybe it's not as black and white as that, but from my experience playing, you know, there is a time and a place to worry about stats. Like, if somebody's got thrown up, like, a .5, yeah, maybe an issue. But, it, I mean, Priesta, I think, had, like, a .78 coming out of this series, bro. He was, like, negative 40. Yeah. And they won the fucking tournament. Yo. Like, all right. Yo, yo, yo. There's no way they'd watch the tournament, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't so, think so, it. so. They I, lost. Uh, they lost. <laughs> they lost three searches. He, <laughs> they fried him in a response. Yo, they did not watch that shit, bro. So I, I tweeted about yo, it. That is comedy. I, I tweeted about it, and then he actually re he actually responded to me <laughs> because he acknowledged he actually didn't watch the finals. He just kind of saw the score afterwards. Which I makes think, sense like, with the narrative. Yeah, with the way that he responded, I think like. I'll say this about what he said. Like, I, I think there's two sides to it. One is, I think especially last year, um, with how inconsistent their subs were, I think MC kind of played his life too much in many situations. And I think they've slowly started to kind of adjust him away of just, you know, like, yeah, you're a really nasty player. You're really tough kill on the map. Um, but sometimes, like, especially if your sub players and your teams are not having an impact, like the pace you can set and your ability to win crazy gunfights will probably help. And you've seen it now. They finally slot everybody into like the right roles. And I think this major for them was uh, an example. Probably the best their respawn has looked since at some point last year when they were like a top hardpoint team, I think, for most of uh, last year. And yeah, they lost three searches in the finals. They choked one of them like pretty fucking bad. Um, but I think they've solved a lot of the respawn issues. And I think Matt's comment was just sort of not up to date. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fair. I, I I agree with this. So we've talked about MC with certain situations before where we feel like he's playing his life too much. Um, but I definitely think the last major showed phase was their respawn was back for sure. They looked really good in the respawns. I don't know what happened to them in the search. I don't know what happened Bro, there. I know they if, fumbled. I know they fumbled the the Asilo or what it was the Asilo, right? If didn't get spectator lag, they win that series four two, bro. Let's just be spectator lag. He didn't have his glasses on. Yeah, he just missed they, him, bro. He didn't see him. I don't know how. Yo, the lights were a little too bright. He got a little glare on him. Hey, take it easy. Also, okay, another thing is, you can't tell me that if Nate Shot had the option to trade Octane for Cell one for one right now, he's 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 saying no. I don't think he would. Octane's nah. different. I mean, Octane's he's been good for them. <laughs> I don't think he would. Octane, bro, I've said this before. Nah. When people are like, yo, Octane should join this and this. Bro, I listen, as much as I as I think Octane's you know him joining him, certain teams, he is literally him and like Kenny are their franchise players. I don't think those guys go anywhere for the entire rest of their careers. No bullshit. That team, that organization would literally just ask them, who What's do you that? want what and go after think? them? Yeah, so I, I don't think is, you would do cause it. You, cause, too, wait, because you're saying because you're saying, oh, you would trade something. He would not. I promise you he won't. But then he's drunk. <laughs> No, I, I agree with Chris. Like, as, as nasty of a player MC is, I just don't think for how the Thieves structure the camp, I just don't see them kind of letting... They wouldn't do that that kind of swap. Now, draws and MC is a different conversation, but I think for that, no. I, I just think for, for Nade, this is just unfortunately a case of... Like, I think there's a, a debate to be had Wait, based I'm on sorry, his game from earlier this season. Are y'all drunk? Are y'all drunk? In Bro. what way? 
like <laughs> you could pick Simp or Abizi. You could pick either one. If if Atlanta Phase said, "Yo, we'll give you Self or Octane," if I'm if I'm Hundred T, done, done. Tell me where to sign. Yeah, but same you're not for, the GM. Same for Simp oh. for Kenny. Done. Tell me where to sign. Abizi for Kenny. Done. Tell me where to sign. Package deal. Two for two. Done. I think the so only I take way. The whole I, 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 okay. Now here. Okay. Here. Put 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 it like this. I don't think. Nade or uh, LA Thieves would ever trade them unless they wanted to leave. They're just a big part of their brand now. That's the only reason why I don't. I yeah, don't know. they're they're a big they're part of like what they've been building over there. I don't think they're just gonna like that. Yeah. Later, I buy you a play ticket. Speaking, speaking of fucking organizations off the fucking wazoo, let's tune into this seven second clip from Mr. AG himself on the Stocksman podcast. Let's do it. I was supposed to join the Paris Legion in Cold War. Oh, that's just quiet as fuck. Hold on, let me raise that. Let me let me raise that for y'all. Okay, let's tune in. I was supposed to join Paris Legion here in Cold War. Ooh, okay, Ted Bit didn't know that. Yeah, it was gonna be me and me and Paco. Talk about the time on Seattle and what Vegas Legion. How much papanya are these guys smoking over there? Slayer. <laughs> we'll start with you. They let go of Paco. And Mr. Pred AG, what? the perfect no, I, face, I the perfect face for their organization, no, the perfect remember, face. No, it wasn't a money thing. I actually remember this, bro. Who did they pick? They picked Classic Temp. No, Who's no. their roster? No, this, Aqua this is in Fire in Cold War. Aqua, yeah, bro. Yo. And, wait, no, wait, hold on, wait, no, 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 no. It wasn't Temp. It was Scraps. It was Scraps, Aqua, Fire, and who's the fourth? Was it Temp? I think it was Temp. They took forever to pick that. Am I, am I drunk? Wasn't it Nikki D? It was Nikki D one for of them, sure. One of them was on there. I can't remember who it was. Nah, it was Nikki D for well, sure, Scraps bro. might not have been on the team then. This this is Cold War, right? This is Cold War. Yeah, it was Cold the beginning War, of Cold War. Cold War. Oh, Fire uh, came so later. It, I was it, wrong. It would have been... It Fire came later. Probably Nikki D. Their team to start the season was, pro was if I remember, Maddie, Nick, uh, Yuli, and Fire was there for. Uh, like... Okay. Uh, Fucking Don didn't that. come till later. Don joined them like at some point in the middle of the season. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. I don't remember. Yeah. Are you sure? What was the first? Yeah, cause, cause Don, Don was on. Don was on LA Thieves. Then got. What was, what was the first event of Cold War? Uh, Kickoff Classic. The what? It was the online. It was a bunch of online show matches. It was like. Bro, Tom, what are you doing on stream right now? What do you mean? I found it. I'm just scrolling through. No, I just I, I put I had a because the AG clip was so low, I had to bump it up on my GoXLR, and then I played another clip by accident for half a second. It was loud as fuck. I just blew everybody's eardrums out for half a second. But, but here, you were shooting bots. Nah. Here's the issue with an organization like Vegas until like they really like empowered theory to sort of make decisions is like they were they were dragging out a lot of this roster mania stuff, and like people were making decisions that didn't really have a lot of pod knowledge and that's how stuff like this gets fumbled uh, yeah. because Aqua, any... Nikki D scraps fire. That's what I'm saying. Cause yeah. like, cause like you could have, if I were big at the time, listen. it's like too nasty. Ben, I was in this... from outside the NA. Like let's, let's do nah, it. No, 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 Ben, no, 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 no. This is, this is when, uh, this is theory was there at this time. Theory was, theory was, he was, he was just, I think he was just starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was his first year, bro. Listen, it was going to be, yeah, it was going to be me, Nick, no Paco and Hydra, bro. Or Pred and Hydra. You were, you were on the be. team. That's what it was going to be. I'm telling you. And then why did it fall through? 
Uh, I mean, just shit happens, man. Shit happens. <laughs> they were talking. To, they were talking to a lot of people. Like Tom Gravity was talking to them for a no, while. No, no, it was gonna be me, year. Fred, Hydra, and Nikki D. So yeah, they took. They, took they waited until November to make a team that year. Like no, nah, but that's what the team. roster was gonna be. Huh? Okay. Nah, it definitely was not. Yeah, he's gotta be capping on that one. I'm not capping. You have receipts? Uh, yeah. Let me find them. You got some receipts. There's gotta be like an old group text or something. There's gotta be some receipts here. Yeah, yeah no, something. Something seems a little. Because I, I, I believe Pat. Pat is, you know, go finesser like Pat. Slide. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise like, me if it was. It this doesn't surprise me. me, but like ultimately, in classic Paris fashion, they they picked a complete leftover team that Yo, made exactly zero sense. We've been gross, bro. He would have played better than them because that team all plays like top twelve all year in Cold War. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. We, we would have yeah. been gross. Let's take so, a like, look at the bracket going into champs. Who's got the stronger side, top of the bracket or bottom of the bracket? What do you guys think? So here's an interesting dynamic. Where's the bracket? Uh, it's it's on my screen. screen right now. So for mm -hmm. audio listeners, the bracket is phase in Seattle. Or one matchup, Toronto LA Thieves is the top oh, the side of the top bracket. Is way harder. I think the top is way harder. The bottom side is Optic in Boston, and then New York and Rocker. But I think the better question, Tom, is not which side is harder. It's actually a question for y'all. So mm. right now, there's a weird practice, not a weird-ish, many people that don't know, practice dynamic for these eight teams in the CDL, which is you really don't want to scrim teams on your side of the bracket. Now, I think LA Thieves said they play phase and hard points because they're like, whatever. But for the most part, you don't want to do that. My question to you guys as players, like, you agree with that strategy? And if you do, like, kind of explain from your perspective why you think that's smart for these teams to do going into champs. Um, I mean, I think it's a smart thing. You just don't want to give away, like, your play styles. I feel like a lot of players pick up on tendencies when they play. Um, they, like to know, like, they like to know, like, oh, on this hill, this guy likes to go here, blah, blah. Um, I think it's a good thing. But also, just looking at this, if you're a team on the bottom side of the bracket... I feel like losing earlier is better because you don't get flipped out. Well, like the for flip your, is going to kill someone on top the flip, side. 100%. The, the flip is going to absolutely fuck someone real hey. good whenever they lose in the second round, and they're one of the one team's going to get an easier easier match, and one team is going to get literally a championship match, like an actual champs match for for the for the for a chip basically in the second in like the second or third round of losers. But Ben, sorry, round. sorry, Ben, I, I missed your question. Can you repeat your question? Because I was just pulling something up. But what did you say? What are teams not doing before champs? So basically, my, my question was like, the teams on the top side of the bracket are only screaming the teams on the bottom side of the bracket. They're right. not gonna, like, FaZe is not going to necessarily play Seattle Thieves or Toronto. I think Sam said on stream at some point, I some semi clip, that like he maybe was hoping to scrim in FaZe and hard points, but that was it. And I was asking if that was a wise strategy, and if you guys agree with it, like, you know, explain your logic on that front. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Chris that you just don't want to give away stuff. I, I, I don't think it's that that big of a deal. I mean, you, you don't, you don't want to scrim somebody every day that you're playing in two weeks. You know, there's no point. These guys have played a lot of COD this year. Um, so I don't, I don't think they need like those extra reps against some of those top teams. I think they know what to expect at this point. I think everybody knows what to expect. This weekend is about to be absolutely crazy because I feel like it's getting to that time where there's just like you have no idea who's going to win. Um, and anything can really happen, but go ahead, yeah, I would say the other only other thing is like I think people whatever. sort of learn the game now, but like one thing we haven't talked a lot about on the show is like how the meta evolves throughout the season because teams sort of start to execute situationals the same way. And so you sit down and you say, Well, now I gotta counter this strategy, and then the counter becomes sort of the meta, and now it's like another adjustment, and that's what you want to avoid by I assume the part of the logic is why you wouldn't you know want to scrim teams on your side of the bracket 
is as you work on these like mini meta tweaks on how you're going to approach certain hills, you don't want to then give that team the opportunity to counter the stuff you've been working on for two weeks. You want them to see it the first time when you pull up that match and hopefully win. Mm-hmm. In, in all honesty, though, now that I think about it, just talking about how I, we, I've, I've said, had this conversation before with you guys on the show, but also just even how that last major went. I think not screaming people in hardpoint or stuff like that. I think is now this lane season is kind of dumb unless you're actually doing stuff that's like completely different. But I feel like every single team knows how to play hardpoint. And I feel like the teams that are really good at hardpoint at the event are just the teams that get hot and they just like keep that streak going. But ultimately what wins you the tournaments and what like is always going to be the separator at the end of the year. And you've seen it every single year, by the way, every single year. It's your search. Look at look at look at like New York in the final. Look at what New York was able to do in that whole tournament leading up uh, until they actually won. Their S&D is essentially what carried them forward. Yeah, you can make that argument that it's not going to necessarily win you events because FaZe also was clearly the best S&D team and choked to or like didn't win the last couple of events. But mm-hmm. for the most part, that's like what closes you out the tournaments, especially with it being three in a series. So I feel like, I don't know, people maybe are trying like getting in their heads too much when it comes down to like screaming each other, I guess, in hard point. I feel like it's everyone knows how to play. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't feel like there's anything new you really teach teach anyone unless they're just garbage at the game in the first spots place. or crazy strategies or nade spots that you've been holding on to. Yeah, but those, but are, those are a lot of those are just like finicky breakoffs. I feel like no one yeah. really did. No, I, I held, like really I broken to, head glitch spots and angles that like. No, nah, I held on to two ardent S and D strats from April to September. No way, and those are search though. Yeah, you're different, yeah. Slay. You're different, bro, bro, bro. Tom, you actually want to know where I came up with it? How? I was taking a shower one night and I was thinking about it and I came up with it. And so when, when we actually named it, we actually named it the shower thought strategy. You can confirm that with with anybody on EG at the time. I'll I'll be honest, in the shower, like a lot of, a lot of my best ideas have, have come from when I'm in the shower or if I'm like on the toilet or something, like I'm just like deep thinking, you know what I mean? Just deep thinking about life. Your IQ actually goes up like double. It's crazy. You get that dopamine. You get that dopamine for sure. Go ahead, Ben. Well, before we get into the next topic, anything else you want to say? No, I know you guys are correct. The shower thoughts thing is a good gimmick and I'm going to go ask, uh, I'm going to go ask uh, Bevels and just confirm this story. Although I will say to the earlier on EG. It was the a, earlier it was a combo. Bro, Ben, Ben, oh, yeah. I love that you questioned me. So it was this strat. We had two smokes. I threw a smoke over Bell that okay. cut off, uh, if you guys remember Arden's on defense. It was an offense strat. And it was Arden's, like, it would cut off the defense's, uh, like, the B ramp over there. Like, the smoke would land perfectly. It would cut off all information for them that seeing anyone coming bro. out of B or looking mid. And yeah. then, uh, who? Oh, oh, Silly and Justin did this double nade mid tank. And then Adam went wide left, but he waited for my smoke to hit. I distracted at B. It would cause a wrap. Justin and App would pick off the guy mid, and then we'd, we'd storm rush A cabin wall. Bomb down. It was a, it was a free free plant, free round win every time. Because you're, you're basically getting a guy Saved stuck on April. B. Just like panicking because he doesn't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, calling, calling out that they were smoked and like they couldn't see anything. They had no info. Yeah. So the just people, the people mid-truck overcompensated the people at A rap thinking it was a B-rush. Because we would usually hit them with the B-rush, the, the smoke B-rush with two nade frags yeah. um, before that. And then we hit them with the shower thought strat. Oh, wait, I don't think we lost it. No bullshit. I don't think we ever lost the round. Uh, we well, didn't get you, to do it you always, team, Did though. you always go A in that situation, or do you ever try and, like... Always. Like, we would always go A because we the blood would always happen mid. 
Well, yeah, let's... Asar is pretty easy to hold down. Let's tune into the next topic. You? All right. Let's tune into the next topic. TJ Haley on Twitter. He says, CDL has to change the format to the NBA play-in format. J-Cap, head coach for the Los Angeles Thieves, steps in. He says, you don't even believe that. TJ said, laugh my ass off. He's laughing. I'm not even saying that because we didn't qualify. It's actually just way better. Top half of the league auto qualifies that 9 through 10 seeds win twice before losing once. I got to use the restroom. I'll let you guys kick it off. Slay, what do you think about this? Yo, Tej, the, tw the Twitter finger's looking crazy down in Cancun, my boy. Dude, that's not right, Pat. I, I look, this is some <laughs> serious copium. If he qualified or it was in eighth seed or whatever, he would not be saying this. Wait, I'm not even gonna lie. I actually feel like there should be more of a like, like a way to like kind of re-get yourself back in because I feel like, especially just looking at the way every season has ever like played out, I feel like the top four, maybe like top five teams are the only real teams where I'm like, they can win. Everyone, damn near every single other team, I feel like is so 50-50 towards the end of the year, where I feel like all those teams, you know, for, for the most part, try to make improvements, and some of them end up looking competitive. Look at Florida, right? Where, I, and even like the Vegas situation, where I feel like if they they might be better competitors like at, at, at champs than some of the other teams like i feel like for I mean, example look, seattle is, like this is they great got it and... but the Go problem ahead. with your whole theory chris is that the reason i like it how it is now is because it forces teams to not be complacent in the beginning of the year look we call out teams all the time needing to blow it up when we could see it from a mile away the team's not gonna work and they're gonna suck and they're gonna keep getting shit on and they wait to the last minute to make a fucking roster change that makes sense and actually gets them better and then they don't qualify and they're like why why are all teams going to champs well, why the fuck did your team suck for the first eight months of the year when everyone knew you sucked and everyone was telling you to make a yeah. roster change and you fucking wouldn't so wait, but I don't but, mind it. Make your changes earlier. Or stop being so terrible in the offseason putting together these garbage rosters that everyone can tell you is a garbage roster. Wait, wait, here's, I, what I, here's what I think. Go ahead, Chris. I just want to say one here. last thing. Wait, the turnaround, the, you, you, we don't even have a year. Like, that shit's cap. You obviously have way less than a year because the season doesn't start till later and you don't play yeah, like for a year. Months, you play months. for like, yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, the turnaround for that is so quick that even teams that do try to make changes, a lot of the time, it's not that drastic of a change. So I feel like having maybe a way to kind of earn your way back outside of the guaranteed teams like i said the four through fifth teams that are actually good compared to like the six through 12 teams like the other half of the league i don't think is a bad idea because the turnaround from like most teams will make changes after two majors unless they are completely the world's worst that means you have two you have two majors you make those changes and then you have three majors to basically not only qualify but make sure that you have a good roster i don't think that's enough time for most for most teams and you we already say there's like a lack of talent like you always you there's people that make the argument there's a lack of talent right it's 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 way harder than you might think even if you do try to make changes so I mean, what i'm saying look, is i feel like there should be the off season the the fact that five or six teams are paying the minimum and five or six teams are paying super maxes that's that's the issue and this is always going to happen 
if, yeah, if the offseason goes down unfair, this is always going to happen. I, but yeah, I but I feel like we have to compensate. Are... I feel like those are things we have to compensate for. That's the reality of our scene. Obviously, we can't say, oh, sure. go back to the CWL. If we have to, if we have to compensate uh, not, yeah, because dude, we agree let's... that that the CDL is is unbalanced, then then that's ridiculous. Bro, bro yeah, we're missing you're, the point though. You got to be realistic here, Pat. It's not like the CDL is just going to develop dissolve. Like I'm saying, yes, there are definitely things that need that can happen and stuff like that, but it's not going to happen. So I'm saying we got to be realistic and be like, okay, so maybe there needs to be a, a better, a fairer way because currently what's happening, I feel like, at least for me, I, I feel like it's a good idea having having some sort of a play in later. I it, I just think listen, there's listen. teams that are way more competitive towards the end of the season than they Here, are at the beginning. I, I think, okay, so key thing first off is online points need to be devalued. I think that's the first problem. Before you even start talking about the play-in, I don't think the current point system still makes sense. I think that's an even bigger issue. And then... Let's bro, try the that same out. Amount of points you... for land that is online. That's bro, it, ma it makes it makes zero sense. It really does, and it's it what it's what it's doing is it's encouraging teams that are very comfortable from playing from their facility and good at that, and then really really suck or don't play as well on land. Uh, to uh, you know, uh, just like uh, Oer season in the chat who's telling me to mute out, like they're just going to be going on vacation because they can't win on land. So, like, I just think that's a bigger. Uh, adjustment to make and then we figure out okay after we've done that after we run the math like are we still having this issue where you know it's tight at the bottom and some teams are getting screwed then yeah maybe the last two spots are playing but i don't think team 11 and 12 should be able to play and i think it's a 7 8 9 10 thing but we got to fix the points first yeah i i could see I, I i agree with you i definitely agree with you on that part as well because right. like, it would just make it it would just make it so teams that are not good on land you can't just like write yeah, but, off their but, online but then, but then we introduced the one and two seeds getting buys like that's basically all we do like that's really all that happens is we just make it so the one and two seeds get a buy that's what we used to do is it not and it was horrible no no I'm not, that's not even if you got a play in saying. that you let nine and ten go to champs then you basically just, not here here's how you would do it is i think it's it, I think it's before champs. I think it's almost like literally the day after the last major. You have to run that play in. He's got to get that team enough time to get ready for the event. The, the, you can't hurt the top teams by giving them less practice time. Like I think the play in is a very complicated structural thing that you need to figure out. But like I said, I think first thing is I don't even think our point system even makes sense. I think we got to fix that first before we start talking about whether or not a play-in is a valid way to make the fairest competition the, the possible. The points online just mean too much, to be honest. Bro, it's or, insane. Or mean too little. Or not too it's much. Insane. Excuse me, too much. And I we, was right the we first don't even time. play a balanced schedule, Tom. Like, like, where yeah, we the schedule's that, like, not balanced, and then land is just a completely point. different game to online, oh. and mo a lot of people are getting their points online. There was a graphic where people were showing the over-unders on people online versus it's people crazy. on land. It's actually fucking insane. It was actually nuts. Uh, ba Boston's Wait, a great can, example. Can Boston. be honest? Would you want to see, like... Vegas or uh or Florida at champs like I'm yeah. sorry like I don't I don't if, if they, they just, deserve to go there they're just gonna sure. get like seventh eighth anyway like what's the point it, well, if the they thing deserve is to creates, go there then they go like what if it, wait if, 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 if they go then they create they they can upset some teams and create different storylines I don't think that's a bad bro, thing they're most likely just gonna lose and get seventh eighth it doesn't matter bro, what, then, most then likely. That is what it is bro like I, I don't I don't I don't understand your point here like. 
I want, I want as I want as few yeah. garbage teams to go Dude, as possible. Pat, Pat uh, has these, like, champs, like what? He's brilliant. Has these, I wish that's what we did. Dude, Pat always has these weird like ultimatum takes where it's uh -uh. not like it's never just a it is what it is take. Like for example, Pat will never think that if Pat will think that every team in the CDL has oh, the capability shit. to win a championship, which with the way our league is and how what? small Call of Duty is this said there is a four-team league. I literally yeah, said but, it's a four-team league. Way, oh, here we when go. you talk about teams and when you talk about certain takes, you make it seem like some of this stuff is like you can change it, you can fix it. You can't, bro. Sometimes there is gonna be a fifth through six team. That will always be a fifth through six team that is a dark horse team that can make um upsets happen, but they're not necessarily gonna win championships. There's gonna be those feeder teams that might bro. have that Who might cares? have. I don't want to watch garbage matchups. I don't want to watch. I don't even want to watch like surge play. Mm. Like they're garbage. We, we should move on, bro. Pat's is fucking. I don't know, bro. Get people. Garbage teams should should literally be dissolved. I like get as many of these garbage teams out of here as possible. I want a more competitive league. Player teams need to make better fucking rosters. Period. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the flank today. But next time, we'll be back with a tier list. So make sure to stay tuned for that. We're going to be ranking the teams and, and giving our thoughts before champs. And then, of course, champs is coming up. So just stay tuned for that. But, guys, it was awesome how, having Willie come on today. I, I, I think it's awesome. I didn't know how much... Uh, I, dude, I was really excited. I don't know if you guys could tell. You probably could tell. I was really excited just to have Willie on on the show um and have some family watching and uh, it was awesome having him on and hearing his story a little bit how he got into baseball uh, and how he's he how tuned in he's been with the cod scene especially when he started talking about the fear moho stuff i was like yeah man he's been tuning in for a long time so huge shout out to willie was awesome having him on and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode make sure to like comment subscribe if you're watching on uh, uh youtube go to anchor to fm says please check out audio he says run and go for at the flank on twitter doing a phenomenal job running socials per usual guys we're close to 100k on the Twitter, so make sure you guys go and check that out. We're like 3,000 away from 100,000. Once we hit 100K, Gersh is going to do whatever we want him to do. Whatever the top comment is on that one tweet, we're going to we're gonna do it. So, uh, yeah, it should be a little fun game. Get it to 100K. You know what to do. Take care. Brush your hair. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of The Flank. Don't worry about that 7 and 32. It's AID fake. Fucking assholes. Yeah, bro, I don't even know.